Nuggets. This week we discussed Makadam, the first plague, the plague of blood. What is it really about? Because there's some very interesting thoughts behind that plague itself. Why was that the first plague? And we also noticed that this wasn't the first plague also. It was also the end of the story with Bnei Israel. So what's going on here? We have two different stories of blood. They're connected. They're not connected. There's a lot of differences between them. What is this actually coming to teach us? Exactly. And there's some very beautiful ideas behind this concept of what blood is. What is a human being? What is an Adam? And the word Dam in Hebrew are very similar. Why are they similar? What's going on over here? What is behind this plague? What is the story about? Hope you enjoy it. Take a look. So this week, Parashat Ve'era, we start going through the 10 plagues that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hit Mitzrayim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought onto Mitzrayim before taking Am Yisrael out from there. And what I want to discuss this week is the first Makkah, Makkah Dam, the plague of blood, because really we have to ask, why is it the first plague? Why is this the first Makkah? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu start hitting Mitzrayim with this act, with turning the water into blood? But even more interestingly, if you pay attention, if you've paid attention last week to the Parsha, we read about the signs HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe, the Otot Hashem gave Moshe to show Am Yisrael to prove to them that he was sent. The first one being turning the staff into a snake. The second one being putting his hand into his cloak and making it all white with salat. And then there was a third oath. There was a third sign, which was taking water out of the yo, out of the sea, pouring it onto the land and turning that into blood. Now, when looking at this week's parsha, seeing Makatam, it's very confusing. Is this act with the blood? Is it a plague? Is it a punishment to Mitzrayim? Is it a sign to Amisad? Is it an oath? Is it the same thing? Was it two different things? Did Moshe do one for Amisad and then also later to Paul. So what exactly is going on over here? What is Makadam? What is the plague of blood about? Is it a plague? Is it a sign? Why does the first time he's told to take water out and pour it onto the land and it turns into blood? And over here, he turns the water in the sea into blood. What is going on over here in Makadam, in the first Makah on Mitzrayim? Yeah, that is really confusing. It's always not clear. Is the dam part of the end of the first stage or is this part of the plagues of the next stage? Where does this actually fall into place? And I think the key to understanding it is looking at the actual commandments when Hashem tells Moshe to do one versus when he tells him to do the other. And we'll notice a lot of differences. We look at the story of telling Moshe to go to Paro. It says go to Paro when he's out at the or when he's out at the water. But it says something interesting. Take with you your staff that turned into a snake. Now, why? It doesn't say actually much about it later. It actually tells him to tell Aaron to use his staff to do the Makkah. So what is this about? Take the staff that turned into the snake. Obviously, this idea of the staff turning into the snake is deeply connected to what this Makkah is all about. And if we think about it, we think about the Or, we think about the Nile and what it was for Egypt. We know Hazal say they saw it as their God. And why was that? Because they didn't need rain. That part of Egypt, they had their water. They weren't dependent on anything. They had their power. They had their water. They had their stability. There were no questions. Will it rain? Will it not rain? That's what made them feel strong and powerful. And maybe connecting to what we discussed last week about the staff being what lean on, being that stability, maybe the message that Moshe is supposed to give over to Paro here is that your stability, I know you just walked out in the water in the morning. The first thing you do, this is what gives you confidence in this world. All of that's going to turn around. Your source of life will be a symbol of death will be a source of death. Everything in the Nile will die. You'll be searching for life. All your stability, everything you stand on is going to fall apart. And this is something we're going to see obviously going on in all of the Makot, but it starts here. What is your God? What is your stability? What is that staff that you lean on? Your Nile is going to flip around. And by the way, in general, it's very interesting because water, which was supposed to be the source of life, was used by the Egyptians to kill the Jews. And blood with his life, which is what gives life to someone and keeps him alive, 
time is now the symbol of death. So everything is going to turn around and just like that staff that turns into a snake that Moshe escaped, so to this Nile that stability will turn around us. But if we go back to the story with Am Yisrael, we'll see it's very different. You said we have three signs and that's how we always remember it. But if we look carefully in the Pesukim, we'll see it's not so clear that we actually have three signs. Hashem tells Moshe two things, the staff with the snake and then the story with his head. And then it summarizes it. You'll do these two and if they won't believe the first, they're going to believe the second. So why do I need a third? They're going to believe the second. But then it goes on to say, but if they don't believe the otot, those signs, then do, doesn't say another on. It doesn't even call it a sign. It just says they don't believe the otot, then take water and pour it on the ground and it emphasizes. And the water that was taken out and poured onto the ground will become blood. And actually when we look at the end of the story, we see Moshe comes and it says he did the otot and they believed him. So in the shot of the psukim, it doesn't even seem that Moshe did that story with the blood. It was just sort of given there at the end and it never happened because they did believe. It was only at the end. If they didn't believe, then you'll do that. And what is that actually saying? So if we look at the contrast, as you already pointed out, one of them is talking about the ore turning into blood. By the Egyptians, the message is what you trust in, your source of life, your God, your stability is all going to turn around on. But the story with Am Yisrael is different. It's saying something else. This isn't another sign. If they don't believe the two signs, it's not that they're going to believe the third. It's that there's something deeply wrong. They're disconnecting themselves. They've lost their faith. And for that, says Hashem, if they still don't believe you, just tell them this. Take water from its place. Take it away from its place. Pour it on the land where it doesn't belong and it'll turn to blood. And the message to Am Yisrael is your source of life is the water. If you stay connected, if you believe in God, which is your source of life and not hold on to the Egyptian source of life. If you hold on to your source of life and don't disconnect yourself from it, then it'll stay water. But when a Jew separates himself, when Am Yisrael separate themselves from their source of water, from where they belong, when they disconnect from where they belong, that's when they become blood. That's when they become just like the rest. We were talking about the fact that it's really confusing. Is this part of the Maka? Is it not? That's exactly the point. If you don't have trust in Moshe, if you're not going to believe, if you don't continue to have hope, to have that faith, to have that emuna, it will be very confusing. You have disconnected yourself from your place and now are you part of the Egyptians? Are you part of the Jews? It's not very clear anymore. And that feeling of it, that unclarity, I think is exactly the message. It's already not a sign to convince you. It's a message to what will become of you if you disconnect from where you belong. Hold on to where you belong. Stay in that source of life and you'll continue to be that water. If you don't, you'll be just like the Egyptians where their source of life, where their God turns around upon them just like the staff for the snake, their water turns into blood. If you don't, you'll be just like the Egyptians. I think this is really is the point over here with Makadam because as you were saying, it is somewhere over there in between, between being a sign for Am Yisrael, but also kind of a warning to Am Yisrael to where they might end up if they don't start paying attention to who they are and what they have to be and what has now happened to them and what has become of them. Because part of the reasoning behind the plagues in Yetziad Mitzrayim on the Mitzrayim is of course to punish them, to hit them, to give back to what Am Yisrael had to suffer, but also it's about believing in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the main goal. The main point of Yetziat Mitzrayim is to give us the root of our emuna, to give us the basis for our faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to give us the basis for our faith as a nation in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is what Yetziat Mitzrayim is about. This is what Yetziat Mitzrayim till today is about. This is why we mention it so many times throughout our lives, throughout our tradition, every time in davening and every occasion we have on Shabbos weddings, every time we always mention Yetziat Mitzrayim. We always talk about this monumental moment 
it's in time where we saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his full glory in this world, which we base our faith on. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is starting to teach Am Yisrael over here, starting with an ot, or maybe not an ot, but a statement to Am Yisrael where you have two atot which are there to make you believe. And if you don't believe, slowly, slowly, you might end up being like the Mitzrayim who believe in themselves, who are all about themselves. And then we get to Dam. And Dam, very interestingly, like you were saying, concept of Dam, this liquid that runs through our veins, through our body, is what gives us life. Without the blood, a person, a human being can't live. And even the Torah sees it like this. We know the Pesukim from Vayikra, where it says you're not allowed to eat blood because Adam hu nefesh. The nefesh is in the blood. The essence of a human being, the livelihood of a human being is in the blood, in your blood. That's the symbol of life. That's what runs in your veins. But it's also the symbol of losing life. Because going back to Parashat Noach, we have a very, very interesting Pasuk over there. A Pasuk that sounds more like a tongue twister. It's like a line from a rap song than a Pasuk in the Torah where it says, Shofech dama adam ba'adam damoy shapech. You might want to try to say it 10 times fast and get stuck in the middle. But this whole idea over there, Akadosh Baruch Hu telling Noach and Bnei Noach about the commitment and obligations they have towards the world, towards creating the world. And Chazer Chalila, God forbid, not the opposite of destroying the world, destroying the world by killing people, by spilling blood. Damoy shapech, shofech dam, spill the blood. And hearing those words, spilling the blood, brings us right back to over here, to what Moshe was doing. Taking the water out of the oil and spilling it onto the land and then it turns into blood. Showing Amisel, like you were saying, this is your livelihood. If you don't listen to these first two atot, you will be spilling your livelihood and what will end up happening, your livelihood will become the Yeo. Just like the Mitzrim, that will become blood. If you don't listen, this is where you will end up seeing the Yeo, seeing the water in the Yeo as your blood, as your livelihood, like the Mitzrim do and losing your connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, losing your connection with who you have to be as a human being because again in our videos we like to talk about the beautiful Hebrew language and the very deep meanings behind every word in Hebrew even in the word Adam in the word human being in the word for mankind Adam we know it comes from the word Adama from the word earth Adam came from the Adama from the earth that's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us from but also looking at this Pasuk from Noach Shofech Dam HaAdam Ba'Adam Damoy Shofech you cannot not notice how Dam blood is part of the word Adam and understand that the meaning behind Adam is taking this blood, taking this earthly thing, taking this livelihood of blood, but adding to it the Aleph, the Aleph of Echad, the Aleph of Gadosh Baruch Hu, putting them together, creating this Adam, which brings us to the end of the Pasuk, because a human being is created in the image of God. That's what it means. It's taking this blood, taking this earthly thing, which is our livelihood, but connecting to it, the image of Gadosh Baruch Hu, the Aleph, that's what creates Adam. That's what Adam is about. That's what mankind is about. That's what we human beings about. And this is what Moshe, again, like you were saying, tells Am Yisrael over here. You better listen to these two atot. Put your faith in HaKadosh Baruch through these two atot. If you listen to these two atot, that's when you'll connect this Aleph to the Dam and create an Adam and be an Adam. Be who you have to be. And if you don't, slowly, slowly, you'll end up being only blood. Your water, your livelihood will end up being only blood, only this earthly thing. That's what will happen to you. But as we were saying, Yitziat Mitzayim, all this process of Yitziat Mitzayim became our foundation of our Emuna. And as we see at the end of everything, just before Amisel sings their song, after all of it, after the Egyptians are dead on the sea, we see that's how the whole Yetziad Mitzrayim story ends. It begins with these two atot, believing in HaKadosh Baruch then through Dam, and then through the Makot, and then through Yetziad Mitzrayim and Kiryat Yamsuf, leading up to that place where where Amisel got back their faith in HaKadosh Baruch showed their faith in HaKadosh Baruch This is what the whole story of Yetziad Mitzrayim is about. This is what we are about. Take
making this dam, connecting it to the Aleph, creating this Adam, because we were created in the image of God. And we have to remember this is what we represent in the world, that we are here to fulfill Akash Baruch's mission and everything that he's expecting from us. You know, when we look at the dam, it's clear that there's a message both to Am Yisrael and to Mitzrayim. But maybe we have this clarity in the first one, but it's supposed to teach us about all of the makot. Because as you were saying, the makot are not just about punishing Mitzrayim. And there's a famous pasuk, and we spoke about this in the past, that says in our parsha that Shem commanded Moshe and Aaron to Bnei Israel and to Paro, lehotziyed Bnei Israel meretz Mitzrayim. He commanded Bnei Israel to take them out of Mitzrayim. You don't have to command Bnei Israel to take them out of Mitzrayim. They want to go out of Mitzrayim, no? Well, not really. It's not so clear. They're so mixed in with Mitzrayim. We'll see how complicated it is to actually take them out. So Moshe and Aaron's role is to not only go to Paro to take Am Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, but to go to Bnei Israel to get them out of Mitzrayim. Well, that's very interesting because we don't see that anywhere. Meaning, it says it in the Pasuk, but where do we see? We see him going to Paro. We see him doing all the Makot to Paro. But where is that? He, he was supposed to have another role of going to Am Yisrael and taking them out of Mitzrayim. But we don't see that. But we actually do. And I think this changes a lot of how we see the Makot and how we should learn that Every single Makah is a Makah to them, but it's also to those watching. There's also a message being taught to those watching. Every single time we see Moshe speaking to Paro, he's also speaking to Am Yisrael. And when you see that, when you have that in mind, you look differently at the meaning of each Makkah and what it's coming to teach not only the Egyptians themselves who are suffering from the Makkot, but Am Yisrael who are standing and watching. What are they supposed to learn from this? How is this supposed to impact their faith and how they see life and how they see God in the world and be something that they take with them forward as they're forming themselves as a nation. Very good, very good. It's super important to remember the purpose of these plagues wasn't only to, again, hurt Mitzrayim, but also to be the basis of the foundation for Amunah. But we're out of time, so we'll have to end here. We'll just remind our viewers what we discussed the past couple of years. The past couple of years, we discussed a lot of the speaking concepts that go on in this parsha. First of all, we see many, many times that Moshe can't speak. I haven't spoken instead of him. Who's going to speak? Why can't he speak? What is this emphasis around the fact that Moshe can't speak? What is all this speaking about? Why does it even matter who's talking? If anyway, nobody listens. <laughs> not Paro, not Amisal. What does it even matter? That's one video. The other video, we also discussed the idea of Moshe being sent to tell this great speech, the speech of the Arba Lashonot of Geulah, this huge concept of taking Am Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, the idea that's behind the four cups of wine on Leila Sedev, but also over there, Am Yisrael doesn't end up listening because they're so bothered with the work and everything that was going on. So why does even HaKadosh Baruch Hu send him to give that speech to begin with? Again, if anyway nobody listens, what's going on? What is that idea all about? We'll link those two videos at the end of this one. And as usual, if you enjoy this video, feel free to like it, share it around, and if you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please consider subscribing and help us grow the channel. Shkoyach Yitzi. Shkoyach Tuvia. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Mevachim. So Chodesh Tov and Emetz Hashem. We'll talk again next week.